Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to talk defense. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner podcast. Today we're going to talk about three down and four down. With all the time we have now, the debate that people are talking about is three down, four down. Most of us know that our defense is extremely multiple, but my coaches and I, and probably many of you, have been having the debate about what's easier to get into from a three down or four down. So we have uh, you know, had a lot of discussions about this the past couple of days but with all the time that we've had on our mind and obviously all the clinics have been able to watch. So. You know, do you, if you base out of a three down and you want to get to four down, is that easier? Or if you base out of four down and you want to get to three down as a changeup? Most of us know that uh, our defenses are extremely multiple now. And uh, we just want to take this time to talk to you guys about what we feel like is the easiest way to get in from a, free, from a three down look to a four down look. As always, if you have any suggestions, just reach out to us through Twitter at FB Coaches Corner. Or email us at football, excuse me, at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. The 27 years that I've been coaching, uh, I've coached in a 3-4, a 4-2-5, a 4-3, and even at some points, uh, you know, a stack or a 3-3-5 or a a 3-5-3, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But I cut my teeth, I guess you would say, coaching in uh, what we call a numbers package. Now, this was back in 1992, and in 1992 uh, this defense I would say is very multiple but the offenses that we saw were not you know very multiple we saw a lot of pro I um, a little bit of I guess which what you would consider today to be uh, run and shoot it was out of the flex bone formation but most of it was just run and shoot principles a little bit of option so we saw you know didn't see near as many uh, spread offenses as we see today and didn't see any wing T uh, any double wing, any of those things. In the conference that we're in now, uh, you know, we see a multiple, you know, number of different offenses. We're in a conference that has 10 teams. Uh, so one week, you know, we may open up with a team that runs spread, uh, 10 personnel spread, every now and then a little bit of 11 personnel. Uh, the next week we may see a team that's, you know, double tight gun. Uh, the next week we may see a team that's double tight eye in our uh conference we also have a team that is a true double wing with uh, you know uh, everybody crammed into a to the phone booth you know as close as they can be and just a running offense so you know we want to be able to be as multiple as we can and have you know gone from naming fronts to uh, you know giving numbers to fronts but the the package that I started in uh, back in 1992 uh, you know, we used a lot of different numbers and a lot of different tags of those. You know, most of you guys probably still use, you know, a G, something as simple as a G tag to get uh, your nose from a shade uh, into a two eye. And, you know, the, the, uh, the two eyes and twos and, and, and all those things are probably for a discussion on another website or, or another podcast. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can uh, look at those things and play those. But I think most of us probably go back to the, uh, the numbering system from uh, the Bear Brown type, you know. Now, uh, the fronts we get in out of three down, and like I said before, we've been 
uh, you know, based out of three down, based out of four down, uh, based out of, uh, you know, two linebacker looks, done some one linebacker look stuff against spread teams and also done some, uh, some stack look with three linebackers uh, against, against a lot of different teams that we've played now. But we want to be as multiple as we can, you know, uh, being the, the head coach, but, but more important than that, being the offensive line coach, I think one of the things you want to do on defense uh, is, you know, try to get the guys up front thinking a little bit about some of the things that they're doing. Uh, so we try to keep things as, uh, you know, uh, we want to keep things easy for our kids, but we want to make it look complex for the teams that we're playing. So we want to move out of our fronts as much as possible. Now, last year we went to a, uh, a numbering package and it felt like it worked pretty good for us. Uh, we played a lot of three down. We did, did, did get into some four down uh, as the year progressed, but most of the time we stayed in three down. Uh, the easiest way we felt like to call this uh, was just using numbers. So what would be your 505, uh, your two C-gap players as, as your uh, defensive tackles or ends, whatever you guys want to call them, uh, we just called that 55. That's our uh, front that we use a lot. Uh, we call it our Oki front too, and we've named it. But we felt like it was easier to get into it when we went 55, and then we go 44, and then we went 33. Now, what we taught our nose is it's real simple. Anytime you hear uh, a double number, uh, then that means that you're head up. You know, now we can talk about, you know, lag techniques and where you play your nose and, you know, all those things. But anytime we lined up in 55, 44, 33, we were just asking our nose, uh, you know, to get as much uh, penetration with the center as possible. Now, we've had, you know, nose guards in the past that were, you know, 295 pounds. We've had kids that were, you know, 180 pounds that were just quick and kind of, you know, I think you have to be able to uh, to play to the strength of your team. The school we're at now, well, you know, we don't have a lot of huge defensive line type bodies. Like uh, last year, we were fortunate enough to go 10 and 2 and win our conference. Uh, but if you look at our D line, we were probably uh, 215 at one end. Our nose was our biggest kid, without a doubt, and he was probably about uh, 230 to 235 during the season. And the other kids that rotated in there, you know, one of them was uh, 185, and the other one was probably 200 or 205. And and that those that doesn't sound like we're small, and we're not small, but we just don't have any of those big uh, anchor type kids that are you know, in our program, our JV team last year probably had the closest thing. We had a nose guard who was, uh, you know, about 250 as a freshman. Uh, but obviously when you get those younger kids that are, uh, you know, heavier, we want to get those kids a little bit stronger and help them, to, uh, you know, teach them to move a little bit better. But we started uh, last year with a, with a 55. Now, the next adjustment we had is what a lot of people, I guess now are calling the tight front. Uh, was which are our, our 44 front so again anytime we're in a front with double numbers the nose goes head up uh, we would say you know we wanted these kids to play inside eye so I guess instead of a 44 front it was probably more of like two four eyes now one thing that we learned we got a lot of mileage out of this front and you know this front does a really good job of closing the B gap and closing the inside runoff uh, making things bounce to your outside players. But, you know, one of the things that we uh, figured out as the season was going on is, you know, you've got to have kids that at those four eyes that are willing to, uh, you know, stick their head in there and what we call put their face in the fan. You know, they're reading the, 
the inside movement of the guard and they've got to be able to go on that guy quick so if the guard pulls they got to be able to try to you know get as skinny as possible and get in his back pocket they are b-gap players uh, you know we don't line up in 44 very much or didn't last year and slant the front in what you know tcu i guess would call army which is away from the call slant which is adding a fourth rusher or tank which would be to the call adding that fourth fourth rusher from your outside linebacker so we didn't really do that we did not get involved very much in the three safeties now uh i do this does remind me of a story uh you know back quite a few years ago when when i was uh coaching at north davidson i went to watch uh charlotte catholic play and charlotte catholic is a uh you know generally uh, a four down team i would say a four three with cover two as much as possible but I noticed something they did. They had a really, really good athlete who ended up going to uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill uh, to play running back, and I think he even played a little bit in the NFL. But uh, they put this kid, he was the best player they had on the team, they put him on defense and basically lined up, instead of lining up in two linebackers, lined up one linebacker as like what would be considered to be a, a zero linebacker at about five yards, and then they lined up this player at about seven behind him and basically it looked like you know they're a very well coached team and and i'm sure there was more scheme to it but he was basically that extra player and he he just you know he read flow he wasn't reading guard pulls he wasn't reading any of those things he was reading flow of the play and uh making a lot of plays you know being in that seven to eight yard window uh oftentimes he's probably not accounted for uh in the run fit and the blocking scheme but you know he just made a lot a lot of plays and now you see a lot of teams, obviously, with the, uh, Iowa State uh, going to the tight front and then bringing in, uh, you know, that extra extra DB, extra linebacker, you know, playing with three safeties. Uh, I think that's something interesting to look at. We played uh, just a little bit with our safety as kind of a free runner, played a little bit of man coverage and, uh, you know, tried to get him up in the box. Our safety was a good tackler, uh, physical kid, and a very smart player, so – you know, we kind of gave him some, you know, some leadway to do some of that, but that was against the teams that we felt like were, you know, that some of the teams in our conference are going to be, you know, 90% run. So that was a little bit easier for us. Um, so the next front I want to talk about is what we called 33. Now, for you guys that have been coaching for a while, this is basically uh, a way for us to get into a bear front uh, by having the nose, the two threes, and now your outside linebackers would come down and play loose five techniques. You know, uh, the debate we always have, and I think if you guys are listening or, or like us, you know, to the tight end, you know, do you play a seven? Do you play a six? Do you play a nine? You know, in, in old bear, obviously you brought the strong safety down inside and he played a seven and was playing man on that tight end. And then your, uh, your outside backer, whether it be your, you know, your, your rush in, your drop in, whatever it was, he would play a nine technique so you would have a, a c gap and a d gap player both there on the tight end uh you know we don't see we see a little bit of tight end uh you know but but when we're getting into bear out of our three down stuff we're trying to get in there and you know maybe sneak a, a first and ten when we feel like it's going to be a heavy run or this could be also something that we used in a, a goal line short yardage situation you know we had a couple of different calls uh where we move guys so you know, if we were in uh, 44 or 33, you know, we could we could make a Tim call. And the Tim call just meant, you know, tackles in. And our tackles are trying to slant into those B gaps. 
uh, and move a little bit as quick as possible. Obviously, in the 33 front, you know, you're lined up in the B gap already. But if we pinched everything down, that kind of took, uh, you know, took care of the quarterback sneak or any kind of, uh, you know, A or B gap runs. And then obviously, too, in the tight front, the 44 front, uh, we did some Tim tackles in and we did some Tom, which is tackles out. And uh, we tried to teach our kids, you know, when we were moving uh, to line up a little bit more, you know, instead of a four eye to line up a little bit more, maybe, uh, you know, nose to nose. Uh, so a, a, a true uh, head up, head up four technique. But those are the three fronts that we, you know, got to out of three down. Uh, and in keeping with the numbers, what we tried to do is you know figure out we you start looking at you know your adjustments to trips your adjustment adjustment to you know 10 personnel trips 11 personnel trips and to me you know i guess just uh being three four a little bit more than maybe four two five uh spent a lot of time in the four three back in the uh, uh late 90s early 2000s when that that was uh you know one of the big the big defenses out there but to me it's just easier out of the three four uh, to give multiple looks to trips, you know, you can give adjustments to trips based on, you know, where a tight ends aligned at, or you know, based on where, uh, you know, the three stand ups are at. So there's a lot of different ways to look at your trips adjustment, and to me, it's just easier out of the three four because you know you have multiple looks. Now, in getting into some of our four down, uh, you know, and this may get a little bit more confusing, but this was the, you know, the the easiest way we felt like we could do it, um, we would we would start using two numbers that weren't in it, and our guys knew anytime it was not uh, double numbers, like anytime it was not 55, 44, or 33, then we were going to be now in uh, a, a traditional more four-down shaded front. Uh, so let's just use the example 54, all right? So 54, we would have a five technique to the call and a four technique away from the call. So... Uh, if we wanted to flip that front, we could just say 45. So then you're, you would have a four technique to the call and a five technique away. Our nose uh, knew his rule automatically was uh, to go to the higher number. So if we call 54, you know, that's going to end up giving us uh, an under call to the front. 45 obviously is going to give us an over call. So uh, just a way we had to do it. I think we ended up last year uh, using maybe 54 a little bit of 45 and a little bit of 52 and in 52 we could call 52 G which just gave us basically twos and fives and a bounce front you know uh, we've been fortunate we don't see a lot of option teams but one of the first things that we like to do uh, when we see option teams is to balance that front up a little bit you know make them uh, you know we, we want to take away midline by alignment so we feel like if we can get twos in there then uh, that midline's gone, and then we have to just work on, you know, veer, uh, inside veer and outside veer, you know, learning how to defend those uh, for the week. But that's just been kind of something we've done in the past. You know, in, in terms of movement, uh, you know, we uh, use a lot of the, the TCU terminology when we talk about movement. So I mentioned tank and army earlier. Uh, tank obviously moving to the call. Uh, army moving away from the call, but we also used uh, TCU's uh, inside movements, which was Toro and AIM. Uh, again, Toro with a T to the call. So if we wanted to get in, you know, 52G and go Toro, then we would be moving our two techniques basically 
all right, on the snap of the ball. And then we could go, uh, you know, 52G and go, uh, instead of instead of going uh, Toro, we could go Aim. So there's just a lot of different things. And again, I think this all goes back to the fact that uh, as many as many different looks as you can give an offensive line because guys coaching offensive line every day there is a big difference between uh you know an outside shaded five technique an inside shaded three technique uh on, on your you know on your guard and a four uh, whether that's a four eye or a head up nose to nose true four you know that's a that, that's a, a tough adjustment because now you got to be ready for that four technique to you know go inside go outside uh he can bull rush. You know, you can do a lot of different things. But I think anytime you can move those guys from threes to fours to fives, uh, whether it be pre-snap and, you know, post-snap. Now, we can get into a, a, you know, a deal where if we're playing a team that's, that's checking at the line of scrimmage, so they're coming up, you know, you know, trying to freeze and false count you and then look back over the sidelines, you know, we would uh, do a make it call. So it would just be, you know, 55, make it 44. So as soon as they look over – and get their call, our guy would just say, move, move, and we would go from a five techniques on both sides to four techniques just to try to, you know, have the pin last a little bit. And, uh, you know, a lot of teams now are playing with tempo, and and what we like to do against those tempo teams is just make things real simple for us. You know, we have a, a field and boundary call, and so if they're going to try to go really, really fast, you know, we can make our call to the field our call to the boundary, any of those, uh, you know, rules we're looking at this year. Obviously, you know, we want to be as flexible as we can. We want to be able to make calls to the tight end, you know, calls to and away from the back where the back's aligned at, and obviously the the multiple receiver passing strength. You know, if we're in a, uh, a team that's two-by-two, two, uh, you know, a lot of times we're just going to set the strength if they're a two-by-two two pistol team. A lot of times we'll just make a call and get lined up, and that's the – the nice thing about being in in a three four or a three five is the fact that you you know you're balanced on both sides and you can you know you, you can make things uh, a lot easier for your kids uh, you know in terms of just getting lined up and we want to make sure that you know in our defense it's simple our kids can get lined up as quickly as possible uh, and just play you know obviously that we we don't have time on this podcast to talk about. You know, all of our movements, all of our adjustments, our trips, checks, you know, those things will be, uh, you know, on, on podcasts later on down the road. But if you have any questions or suggestions, uh, just email us, uh, you know, at uh, fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Uh, an easy way to get with us is to DM us on Twitter. That's uh, at fbcoachescorner. Uh, if you got time, check out, guys, check out our website, which is footballcoachescorner.com. You know, we've got a lot of different things on that website, a lot of our uh, articles from the past that we've written. Uh, all of our podcasts are on there. Uh, we've got some, you know, some clinic presentations that we've given at different clinics, uh, uh, Glazier, throughout this past year. Uh, guys, if this is your first time listening, I'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, give us a review. Anytime you guys give us a review, that helps, you know, share our message with other people. Uh, if you have a friend... You know, guys, we got a lot of time right now to listen to things. And I don't know about you, but uh, I've kind of thrown the radio down and pretty much just listen to podcasts. But if you got a uh, friend, you know, share up, share this podcast with them so they can, uh, you know, we can get the word out to them. And uh, if you have any ideas for future podcasts or if there's anything that uh, that you have questions about, just hit us up. And until next time, coaches, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.